A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hello. Hello. How Hi. are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you and to the Swaft Nation. Thank you very much. I'm saying Our that on behalf of me. one true loves. Yeah, I'm saying that on behalf of me and all of the pod Swafters yeah. currently listening to this show. What are your plans for Valentine's, man? Going bowling, mate. Yeah, let's go bowling, <laughs> mate. Going bowling, mate. Yeah, uh, now me and my missus just decided that bowling was a fun thing to do. Which it is. Not really big, bother- not, not really like massively bothered by Valentine's Day and overly elaborate shows of affection mm-hmm. so bowling it is bowling it is mate bowling maybe I'll, I'll stuff some chocolates in the <laughs> in the finger holes of her ball or something as sort of a nice gift mm, yeah delicious delicious <laughs> that's how you do like shows of affection i don't know yeah i was just gonna hit her in the arm and run away i think that's my, my main sort of goal <laughs> and then write her a note afterwards. Yeah, uh, I like you. I like you. Get it someone else to pass it to you. Yeah, her. exactly. I'll get, I'll get one of her friends to tell her, my friend likes you. <laughs> well, that sounds very, very Ooh. fun. What about yourself? Uh, my wife and I are going to be having a takeaway. We're going to have a takeaway curry and watch MasterChef. Oh, yeah. Because MasterChef is back on TV. It's my second favorite time of the year, apart from when The Apprentice is on, because MasterChef is on, and it's on for months, and it's on multiple times a week, and it's bloody brilliant. I like MasterChef quite a lot. However, I don't think anyone on MasterChef, one, likes MasterChef, or two, likes each other. I don't oh, think... Oh, yeah, like, so yeah, yeah, John and Greg, yeah. they don't like they each do other. They do not like they? each other. And, but I also feel like that is so obvious, because... I don't. I've never seen them have a conversation in the show. They both talk in non sequiturs yeah. at each other, like filmed from two different angles, as if they've both come and sat in a room separately at different times, and then they just shout statements that don't run together. His cake was delicious. He's got massive cheeks. Like yeah. it just, it's just always cuts across each other like that, and it's just like. No one ever goes, oh, I see your point, John. But actually, I think his lemon foam was delightful. Yeah, it's a really weirdly shot show. Mm. Really, really weirdly shot. But I, I kind of love it for that reason. Because yeah. you've got John Tarode being like super serious and being like, I like the lemon foam. I thought the lemon foam was nice. And then you've got Greg Wallace going like, bags of flavour. Oh, it was <laughs> delightful. I bloody loved it, John. It made me tongue tickle. Oh, it had a... That's very nice, that. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited for that one. Oh, it right. made my belly fizz. It, he's one, he is a great caricature. He's a man who I don't think has any professional knowledge about food. 
Uh, Pretty sure he does. I don't think he does. <laughs> I think he just. I think his professional acumen for food is he just he likes it. He does like. He food. likes it a lot. He likes food and a it lot. produces weird. Uh, combinations of words to arise from his mouth every time he eats something. Mm. And that is, I mean, he's perfect for this role. I just, I don't, I don't know what else he does. I believe his background is he used to be a market store man. Right. I believe he used to sell food Pan at market store. Panic strawberries. Exactly. Selling bags of flavor, I'd imagine. Yeah. I, I think that's basically Can what Can we get did. some tiny little goblets of juice? Yep. And all that sort of stuff. Two for a fiver yeah. and all that luck. So I think that's his background. But now he like, you know, he does MasterChef, mm. but also it helps people save on their shopping. Yeah. Are you telling me you spend five pound a week on cornflakes? Oh, mate, you have got this all wrong. Here, let me help you. I've saved you a pound fifty there. How's that for a bag of apples? Yeah. Just buy one box of cornflakes and then eat the box. Oh. It's basically the same texture. <laughs> <laughs> so he is right. I bloody. Did you watch MasterChef this week? No, we do all talk about wrestling if you are no, new to the show I as well. No. What, you didn't watch it this week? I've not watched MasterChef, no. Oh, mate, you've got to get on it. It's no. so good. I, ne- I need someone else in this I've office stopped, who watches stopped, MasterChef. I stopped watching MasterChef at university. After. What? Oh, I man. Retired, I retired victoriously. We, we all watched the whole season in my first student halls at university, uh, as you do at university, because you just watch rubbish television yep. religiously. Oh, I mean, Hollyoaks was a yeah. regular watch for any student. But to a point of sort of zealotry that other people don't manage with, like, I would manage with Game of Thrones now, maybe, and that's about the only TV show that I feel sort of like a rabid fan of. Mm. But, mate, I was into MasterChef big time at university, and we were. All, that's where the lemon foam thing comes from, because the guy who won, won with a lemon foam. <laughs> but everyone else wanted this really nice, humble mum to win yeah. from, like, somewhere in Cornwall and they were like oh she's so nice like she should win she's so sweet and I was like no fancy man with a lemon foam is going to win MasterChef and I promise you this and everyone turned against me (laughs) and then I won and then I said I'll never watch it again oh man you're missing out such a great TV show I need someone in the office who also watches MasterChef because Ollie doesn't watch it Datsun's got literally no taste in anything so he's not watching (laughs) it well Datsun will watch it and go oh I could cook that better. I'm, I'm, better, I, than I'm this. better than this. Yeah, like he refuses to watch Bake Off because he's a baker, and he's a very good baker. He's Credit a master baker. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so, anyways, that's what my wife and I are going to be doing. We're going to have a bottle of wine with some curry and Master Chef. Watching food, eating food. Oh, perfect evening. Drinking food, essentially. It'd only be better if you were bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Although I am the man. If I do go bowling, I'm like, where's the arcade? Because yeah. that's basically, I used to go down to the bowling alley when I was a kid because mm. the arcade was there. It was a Sega world there. So I just like, I just want to go to the arcade, mate. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, if there is an arcade at this one, I'll be finding it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what like everyone's birthday party was when I was a kid. It was mm. either you went bowling or you went to Wimpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time at Wimpy. Oh, you used to bloody uh, love a Wimpy. Yeah. Do you know there's a Wimpy by my house? What? No kidding. Do they still do a Knickerbocker Glory? I, I've not been in there, granted. Why not? Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You're literally living down the road from like unbridled nostalgia Pretty. in the form of Limp beef. <laughs> God, that side project from Fred Durst really was rubbish, wasn't it? Limp beef. Limp beef kit. Keep uh, flopping. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Keep I'm, on flopping. Baby, you know what time it is. <laughs> it's, it's wimpy time. <laughs> I haven't been to a wimpy. Um, it's probably 2008, I want to say. It was when TNA did a UK tour, mm. and me and my friends went to go see it. And uh, we went to go get some lunch before because we got into London early. 
And um, I think it was in London anyway. I'm pretty sure it was in London. No, yes, it was in London. And we were looking for somewhere. And all of a sudden, we found a wimpy. And we were like, oh, my God, a wimpy? My Gotta goodness. go here. And then you go there, and you're like, oh, and this is why loads of wimpies shut down, because the food is like, it's like service station food. Yeah. But that was the genius of it. Yeah. You take the service station food out of the service station, <laughs> and people are like, it's a revolution. You, you put, put it on the high street. You put it on the high street. Yeah. Madness. It's like a Harry Ramsden's. Do you think Mr. Wimpy still exists? I don't know if Mr. Wimpy st- if he still exists. The beef eater. Mm. Um, I don't know if he is still part of it. Um, well, that's a Google to happen after this. I did, because um, I walked past it, because it's on my high street, and they have got, like, an advert in the window of just, like, hey, come taste our burger. Mm. And it'll be, like, you know, your standard cheeseburger, but it'll have, like, a ring of sausage uh, on the burger as well. As a, as a former meat eater, I'd have, I'd have been like, hmm, I'd be tempted to give this a go. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. Like, yeah, service station food is, it's fine if you're on a service station. Weirdly. I don't mind it if you're it's on a service station. Fine, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's garbage food. Yeah. But you're on a service station, so you forgive it a little bit. I don't want that on the high street. Here's my weird service station claim to fame. Oh, uh, I l- any sentence that starts with... <laughs> here's my weird... So I am Heston Blumenthal, and I did redesign the Little Chef <laughs> menu. Uh, no, so a guy I went to little school... Breakfast. Yeah, a guy I went to school with, his dad designed... Little Chef. No way. The character Little Chef. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm. That is cool. We should probably talk about wrestling this year. Yeah, probably though. Yeah. Okay. Especially seeing as everyone's in America and they don't know what Little <laughs> like, Chef what is. The hell or is a wimpy? What's a Little Chef? What's a Wimpy? What's a what service station? About? <laughs> yeah. What's a Master Chef? <laughs> What's a Greg Wallace? <laughs> Who's John Tyrone? Help me. <laughs> But we're going to talk about wrestlers that you probably do know, at least if you watch NXT. Starting off with the Street Profits and whether or not they turned heel. They didn't, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Here's the show. Uh, We're going to be talking about a tag team match that happened on the show with the Street Profits against Umberto Carrillo, our boy Umberto, and his mate, not... Raul Mendoza. No. Where's Raul? Where is Raul? Instead, it was some lad called... Where in the world <laughs> is Raul Mendoza? It was some lad called Stacy Irvin Jr., mm-hmm. who, you know, I think was probably one of those guys that the NXT crowd knows because they've been for drinks with him or something. Like that sure, sort of yeah, like yeah. a TNA thing back in the day. Because he got a few Stacy chants when he finally tagged mm-hmm. into the ring. But we're not here to talk about that tag team. We're here to talk about the Street Profits, who came out doing their usual Street Profits stuff, doing the dancing, Montez Ford being the incredible bucket of charisma that he is. Mm-hmm. Overflowing. It really is, yeah. Mm. And I, I'd said bucket, and I suddenly thought, bucket's too small. Yes. He needs to be... An ocean of charisma. Absolutely. What's the biggest ocean? Charisma bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that the answer to the question? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so, he is he's full of charisma. And um, <laughs> he comes down... But they, the story of this match was they were telling, uh, they were a more aggressive mm-hmm. street profits. Like when they started off, um, Montez Ford and um, Umberto did some wrestling, wrestling, did some sort of like lucha stuff, this, that, and the other. And then Carrillo offers out the handshake and Ford shakes it and then boots him in the gut. And from then on, they really were this aggressive team. They weren't the street profits. Like the Street Profits that we've sort of like known Mm -hmm. since their debut. This was just like really aggressive, particularly Dawkins. Mm. Like Angelo Dawkins with his stomps in the corner and things like that. It felt like a more 
heelish street profits. They weren't messing around, I think, they is, were I think not. is the key. Yes. Uh, there was still a bit of like street profits. They still did a few different little bits of their stuff, but this definitely was a street profits who didn't came to they didn't come to play. They just came Oh, they did they not turn up to, to fight. And yeah. uh, beyond the initial entrance bit where they took the mick out of Cassius Ono, <laughs> did all this other stuff, which was yeah. really funny. Really like funny. normal, very normal street profits stuff. But even I think they even did their entrance like a little bit more down than usual. Like, you know, they normally do the swing through the ropes and they swing back out and they're like, wow. Yeah. Like they did that a little bit quieter. There wasn't as much dancing in the ring. It Absolutely. was all a little bit yeah. more like, actually, maybe we should take this seriously now. That's it. And that's what, and that's what it felt like. Yeah. That's what their promos have been leading up to. We've mm. seen promos from them for the last few weeks or so saying that, you know, we want to be in the NXT tag team title picture and maybe what we need to show is this more aggressive side to us. So, I mean, to answer the question, was this a heel turn? No. They are still yes. very much a babyface tag team. But this was a much more aggressive Street Profits. Mm -hmm. And I'll be interested to see, because Street Profits, I've, I've noticed as a tag team, whenever you and I have discussed them and we've been very praising of them, some of the feedback that we get is not just like, I don't like the Street Profits. It's it. like, I hate the yeah. Street Profits. I hate them so oh, much. Well, I, I, I just think they're ace. Yeah, I think this was I, I think this was just another example of them being actually fairly dynamic performers and just going, well, we can do a completely different thing. The only real action in this thing that I would say is like a kind of heelish action is the handshake. Mm. Like going for the handshake and then laying in a kick while you're still holding the hand. It, it kind of feels heelish. But the rest of it I just thought was like this is just like coming out and being like we're a house of fire now rather than we're not going to mess around. We're not going to do twirly clotheslines in the corner. We're not going to do huge frog splashes. We're actually just going to try and defeat you. And yeah, like Ford did a crotch chop. Before he did the right? super blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. It was very much like, we're going to win. And you're, you know, you two thrown together guys. One of you from 205 who's just come back for a bit. And whoever Stacey Irving Jr. is. You're nothing to us. Yeah. Like, and they cut this promo after the match as well, calling out the War Raiders, essentially. The mm -hmm. crowd were chanting, you deserve it. Because they were like, we want a piece of the action. We want a piece of that gold action. We want some gold mm -hmm. around our waist. And um, this brought out some various other tag teams, uh, which we'll get into in the in the full review. But even like the promo didn't feel like, a, hey, 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 guys, we're the Street Profits. Deep deedly do. This yeah. was just like, no, we're the Street Profits and we're going to kill you, War Raiders. Mm. If you want a war, oh my God, we want a war as well. Probably a bit more threatening than, than I sounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like they've gone from sort of like a Vine style or Instagram, Snapchatty mm. promos that they're now like Infowars. <laughs> they've, they've turned up their seriousness by like, I'm taking everything super seriously. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, they weren't exactly like Infowars, oh, but yeah, yeah. I, I see the, the point you were making. <laughs> uh, I've also got to give a shout out as well during this match because um, Korea gets the hot tag, but he wasn't the one that did the big old moonsaults. Was that Irvin or was it Korea? It was the tsunami moonsault. The tsunami moonsault. Yeah, that was mad. There was, but it was also a. Just, was it Irvin or was it, it Korea? Was, it was Irving that did the the moonsault, which was I think he's a former gymnast of some description. You and think so because the air that he yeah got. he just went wee. But I think also there was a bit of that earlier in the match as well when they did a uh, just a uh, sort of side a back suplex. Mm. And he went popped up so high for it that he came down on top of his head, and the referee had to get in the way <laughs> to <laughs> basically just like don't touch him in case he's concussed. I yeah, guess it like, was. He really had to like push in the way of Montez Ford to be like, yeah. It was crazy because it felt like almost like a package back suplex. Mm. It was a, it was an incredible spot. It looked so awesome. Like yeah. it was the sort of spot that you're like, oh, that could be a finisher. 
Like that could be yeah. a finishing move to someone that you adapt a something as simple as a back suplex into a devastating maneuver. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it felt like it was a spot or whether it was just a botch, but like. I think it helped tell the story with the referee literally getting in the way yes. to be like, you got to back off for a second. For this more and then he carried on, yeah. you know, and then he immediately carried on kicking Irving when he was down. Yes. And we've got like a, we've spoken about this before, a very stacked tag division mm. for, for NXT because there were three other teams that came down after, well, technically four other teams, I suppose, yep. along with the War Raiders. And it just feels like the NXT, in terms of its tag team vision at the moment, has got so many possible contenders to those titles. It's a very, very exciting time. But to answer the question of the title, was that a Street Profits heel term? I would say no. I don't think so. I think unless they're going to start cheating, I don't think any of this could be construed as a heel term. It's not like when the Mighty turned heel or no. TM61 turned heel and became the Mighty. Yeah. If they start stealing other people's cuffs, then that's <laughs> oh. it. that is a heel. Oh, oh. give my cup back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to keep an eye on that cup. Or That'll ruin, be or ruining the catering area, like the riot squad. Then we, then we know. <laughs> then we know. That's how we know that you, we're no you don't show. mess with dinner. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've got to do our $25 and above shout outs. I'm just going to move the uh, monitor around ever so slightly. So uh, you haven't got your glasses. Okay. I can see. You can see them. It's all My right. eyes aren't that bad. So uh, let's get tired. give a shout out to our $25 and above pledge hammers. And of course, remember. 
if you are one of our pledge hammers, the uh, the poll is now open. Well, it's not a poll; it's a form, really, for you to join in Wrestle League. What predictions? War against Laurie, me, and Ollie, and Datsun, and the other Wrestle types. You can compete against Wrestle Talk in predictions of who knows the best. YouTube comments bloody loved knowing which who is knows the, the best. best guesser. Oh, you could be the best guesser of season one because I'm currently the best guesser. You are currently the best guesser. You're actually way out ahead. Mm. Uh, I've got five points and you have eight. Thunderous. So get involved with that. It's up on our Patreon page at the moment. So you could be any pledge dollar amount to join in on that. But if you want to shout out with your own wrestling nickname, you all you got to do is become one of our twenty-five dollar and above pledge hammers, like. And I ran, I ran to Bori. Yeah. And then you get a cheap pop as well. Woo! The astounding Abdullah Alenizizi. Oh, he is astounding. And I've done that. I butchered you, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> the mountain. Matthew Dennis. Woo! Mountain of a man. Bruiser. Brad Chain. Oh, what a bruiser. Whoa. Big bad Blake Lloyd. Blake Lloyd. Oh, Blake Lloyd. Boom, boom. Colt Sample. Oh, boom, boom. Nice. <laughs> Riding on... Uh, and the Sawyer actually suggested a better... Oh, it's too late, Sawyer. Just Sorry. Crack on with this one for now. It was a Rush reference as well. It was really good. You can guess which Rush, Rush reference it was. But I'm going with Riding on a Sea Sawyer for now. Mm. I promise you, Sawyer, next month, man. Next month. Laughing. Laura E. <laughs> what a laugh. Courageous, Caleb. Oh, Ooh. courageous. So courageous. Driller killer, David Humphreys. Oh, dangerous. That's a good name. Driller killer. Driller killer. That All is... driller killer, no filler killer. Filler killer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dig, dig, dig the show kicked off with Dominic Dijakovic versus Shane Thorne. Oh, this is the first time we've seen Thorne since the mighty quote-unquote split, mm-hmm. where um, his mate, the other one, I can't remember his name, um, what was his name? Nick Miller. Nick Miller. Um, has gone back home. He's gone back to Australia uh, to be with his family. That's and right, yeah. they said that, you know, this is not like a, oh, you've been fired or you've been released. This is a amicable split. When the, you're ready to come back, the door is ready for you. Mm-hmm. What that means next for Shane Thorne remains to be seen, but at the moment it appears to be you are Jobber now. You are essentially, yeah. uh, you are Wesley Blake. Although this didn't feel too jobby to me. Like obviously he did a, you know, he he didn't win, but I felt he had a good showing in this match, and I actually liked talking about the Street Profits earlier and saying that they've switched up their aggression. Shane Thorne here was more aggressive yeah, than I think great, I've ever yeah. seen him, and I liked I liked this chopping down the big guy kind of vibe that he was going for here he didn't do as many of his normal because he was the flippy one mm. of the mighty and he didn't do and they, they kind of stopped doing quite as many of the flips when they heel turned but they still did them every so often and it just felt a bit like oh you're just pandering and here he was just like no 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 thrills this is just I'm going to kick you in the arm and punch you in the arm kick you in the arm and punch you in the arm <laughs> yeah. until you can't use it anymore that's right and yeah. it worked really well I think yeah, I'd like to see from Shane Thorne not to fall into the, the, the Wesley Blake example I gave, where Blake just, he did nothing. Like, mm. when him and Buddy Murphy split up, like, Blake just fell off the face of the earth. Yes. And, and then, you know, it's only until the Forgotten Sons that, that something started mm-hmm. to happen for him. So I, don't, I, I really like Shane Thorne, so I don't want him to kind of fall into that role. Oh, no, absolutely not, no. But this was a really good showing for, for Dijakovic. Uh, doing a, uh, he did a somersault out of the corner. Yeah, Bearing ridiculous. in mind he's like 12 foot 2 or whatever. Ridiculous. It's a big old somersault out of the corner. Then did this springboard twisty bob. Corkscrew plancher. Oh, it was great. Really, really cool stuff. And the crowd went 
nuts for it. Yeah, and I, I would say that the crowd weren't massively into this match, but as soon as this giant of a man does a big springboard, the crowd were on their feet. Feast your eyes, feast mm-hmm. your eyes. I was spat my toast out. It was so good. Oh, was it, was like, cr- it was cracking. Goodness me! And then he hit the uh, he did the the feast your eyes uh, taunt and hit the feast your eyes for the win. They so change the name of that move. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. That's isn't a it? terrible it's, name. It's a good. It's good for a taunt. Yeah. Like, as a catchphrase of feast your eyes. But then don't call the move yeah. the same thing. Well, exactly. And then I think because then otherwise, because he's also turning into a bit of a catchphrase machine because he's also got time to fly. <laughs> he's like, he's a Street Fighter character, basically. Yeah, basically. Like, there was a point when I was watching the match, he's like, he looks like Sagat. Like, yeah, he's like, he does, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Like, yeah. yeah, he's got a bit of Sagat about him. The other thing I thought was funny about this match was when they introduced uh, Dijakovic and they said, um, he's... He's from Massachusetts, like in his intro. And then immediately Nigel's like, the big Croatian. And it's like, from the big Croatian from Massachusetts. I was going to say, you can still be Croatian, just be from uh, Boston. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, Yeah, fine. But like, I just think if if we're going this far to change his surname to sound more foreign, say he's the big Croatian lad. Pretend he's from Croatia. It works for Lana. Yeah, let's just just go for it. Don't call her CJ Perry. Say she's from Russia. She yeah. is, and I believe she is still the ravishing Russian, despite is, the fact yeah. she is definitely doing her CJ Perry voice now, yeah, not her Lana voice. Dropped. Well, she every so often remembers to do fake Russian. <laughs> yeah, Rusev, you need to go Ooh. go over there, man. Um, yeah, so that was a good I little show. Total Divas getting in the way of that, though. Yeah, it's like you can't do a Russian accent for the entire time you're on Total Divas. It's We're exhausting just have to be CJ Perry. Uh, yeah, so good showing for Dijakovic Then we then got a backstage promo with the Undisputed Era. Really cool. Four of them standing in a line, which could have looked really goofy, but the way that they shot it made it look pretty cool, actually. And uh, they were talking about how their 2019 has not got off to the best of starts. Not really. No, I mean, they keep bloody losing and mm. they've lost the tag titles, you know, which is, you know, not a particularly great start for them as a group. And then not what you'd want. Cole lost in the main event as well. Spoilers for the main event. <laughs> so their bad luck continues. But it's sort of about like, you know, it, it's not doing very well with their New Year's resolutions. Absolutely. <laughs> no, February, they, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you're February, man. You're not dripping with gold yet. It's <laughs> um, sort of about, you know, ups and downs and speed bumps. And they're going to regain the tag team championships. Key, the crucial point to this promo, though, was announcing that it's going to be Fish and O'Reilly again as the tag team. The tag team of O'Reilly and Strong is no longer. Strong is going to be going off as the singles guy along with Cole, and O'Reilly and Fish are going to be back as the tag team. Red Dragon have reformed. That is good news. Uh, isn't it just? I mean, uh, O'Reilly and Strong were a great tag team. I also believe that Strong and Fish would be a fantastic... Strong Fish would be a great tag team. Mm. Um, but Strong Fish. Strong Fish. A Pokemon, I think I've caught that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they named them so simply. <laughs> I was thinking of Digimon. That's yeah, yeah. Strongfishmon. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I just think it'd be nice to see uh, Roddy go off and do singles titles as well, because he's very believably the sort of North American champion-style mold that NXT likes, like, especially before he joined Undisputed Era. Had they had that belt at the time, he would have been would one have been of the people Absolutely in that been. picture when it was just Johnny and basically him. Yeah, yeah. Going totally. backwards and forwards every week. Yeah, I know, completely agree. So I thought it was a really strong promo from all of them. And Cole said the 2019 will be the year of the Undisputed. You know, there's still there's still yeah. months left. It didn't finish the sentence, that's why, because Undisputed rubbish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, then we got that tag team match of Umberto Carrillo and Stacey Irvin Jr. versus the Street Profits. But before the match could get started, you had Carrillo and, and Irvin in the ring. 
And all of a sudden, here comes Cassius Ono. Mm. Cassius Ono has come out to, to cut what is, it's essentially the Alexa Bliss promo, which is, um, I was just checking, I was still recording there. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it was it was the Alexa Bliss, not Bliss, Alexa Bliss oh, promo, Alexa Bliss. or the, the Carmella promo of just like, I'm a baby face, I'm a baby face. You're all silly. You're <laughs> all dumb. You're all smelly. And I hate you, every you single one of you. You all fell for it. And you all fell for it. Um, you know, he said he's, he's been here for two years, but it's not been a good two years. And he's like, this is a notorious full sale crowd, but you all make me sick. Yeah. So I'm going to go elsewhere and prove that I'm the best at this. Yeah. And this is like, I'd be very interested to see where they're going to go with this. He said he's the best ever to do it, actually, didn't he? Yes. Rather than like, he hadn't, I don't think he mentioned wrestling prior to that. So it just, it could, to do it. Yeah, to do it. To, yeah. To do it. Oh, it is Valentine's Cassius Day. Ono. So, Sex God. Yeah, so where this goes from here, it's going to be very interesting. Like, I could, I'd like to see them use the relationships they've got, like maybe send them to NXT UK or mm-hmm. even to Evolve, mm-hmm. to OTT, to any of these ones that they've got these relationships with. Just have them there for a stretch, but do video packages based around that to be like, Cassius Owner's been up to this as of late in X promotion. Yep. He has won this belt in Y promotion over sure, here. Yeah. Which I think would be really cool. Well, they're doing that more and more. Champa's going to somewhere. It's going back to his original, like at a promotion he worked for. Chaotic or something like that. Something like that. I'm not, I think I'm not, it's chaotic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Street Profits, I think, I might be wrong on this one, but they were the Evolve Tag Team Champions mm-hmm. at one point. They might still be. That was the, the point I was going to make. So there is every opportunity for them to like work with one of these companies and send Cassius there and continue this storyline. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, but he, uh, he got beaten up by Keith Lee. Ah, <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. That was, I thought Keith Lee was brilliant here. I, so I loved his little oh promo at the God, end. Oh my God, it was great. It was, <laughs> yeah, because he's about to leave and he's like, I'm going to go somewhere because I'm the best to ever do it. Keith Lee comes up behind him and it's the rolling elbow. Yeah. And then Keith, like, Oh no, selling of this, like this elbow. It's like he died. It's like sort of like, just like the grassy knoll. Someone has shot him, it just fell backwards. And Keith Lee just comes up and the just rolling goes. Rolling elbow would have ricocheted at that point. Just... <laughs> he just grabs the microphone In and fouls. goes, Oh no. Oh no. Or should it be, <laughs> Oh my God. He is... It is brilliant. It was really good. And he got. Oh, basket is glory. I'm, I do miss Keith Lee at Rev Pro shows, it's got to be said. But, um,. Yeah, and I believe that Keith Lee, at some point in these tapings, debuts his new entrance theme song, which I've not heard yet. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's available. Saving on, it for the week. Yeah, I know it's it's available on YouTube, but I've not heard it yet. From what I can gather, it's better than his old entrance music, though that was not difficult. No, no, absolutely not. Um, um, I like the thing, I like it's when he came out and said, "I could have come out here and hit you." In the dangly bits. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you did to like me. Like you did to me. And then he just said, part of the interruption, let's get on with the show. I loved it. It was yeah, a great little like yeah. bit. And then, then the prophets came out as he was on stage. And they were like really like... And then, again, this plays into their sort of new aggressive characters, as we were mentioning earlier. They came out and they were really like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you did that. And Snap. then they giving fist bumps to Lee. And then Ford took the mick out of Ono. It was, it was all just like... They were they were actually just respecting the idea that someone had taken matters into their own hands. Yeah. Here. It wasn't just like we're goofy and messing around. They were like being like, Well, we've you've been bested now by someone actually just taking a bit of revenge and taking a bit of action on their own. Yeah. That's how I read it anyway. I thought this was a, a really, really cool spot. I thought Lee was awesome. As you say, like he he told Ono not to let the door hit him on the ass on the way out. And then, <laughs> yeah, then he turns to the tag team and it's just like apologies for the inter- <laughs> for the interruption. And then to the fans. Apologies for the interruption. <laughs> he is 
wonderful. He's great. He, he's got to get something decent. He in needs more mic time, is what he needs. Because Lee debuted at NXT. Um, I want to say it's the Chicago show mm-hmm. last year because it wasn't a Brooklyn one because I was around for it. So I'm going to guess it was the Chicago show. So that's a long time because that's what, like May, June. Yeah. You know, that's that's a long time to be in NXT and not do anything. Mm-hmm. Like aside from a couple of squash matches, losing to Lars Sullivan, the last time we saw Lars in, in mm-hmm. WWE, bless his heart, and losing to Ono of all people, even with Ono cheating. Yeah. It's not been a great run Keith Lee. No, no. And I think it's it's that problem is that actually NXT's now reached the point of saturation in the same way that Raw and SmackDown probably have with well, roster. SmackDown have it at least anyway. Raw's Raw's desperate for talent. Yeah, but Raw Raw had people, but they yeah. just squandered them. Mm-hmm. And then they all wanted to leave. And they were like, Do you know who needs a push? Baron Corbin. Yeah, exactly. More Baron Corbin main events. Hey, That's I what like Raw Baron needs. Corbin. Um but over on SmackDown, yeah, they've reached that sort of point of saturation where there's so much talent and not a lot for them to do, that they have to make up these kind of feuds. And the problem is the only way to really do that when there's no belt on the line is you, you've got to be cheated on or like mm. someone has to trick you or you have to lose and you have to fight for your honor. And I just think once you reach that point, maybe they need another belt. Oh, they, the last they thing the WWE belt, needs is another, another bloody belt. belt. Crikey. But maybe they, need, maybe they need some sort of cross-promotional thing where there could be a feud in NXT that relates to the NXT UK title, or there could be feuds in, you know, there could be sort of pushing for more like number one contender style stuff as well. Like yeah. why, I don't, we keep moving the people who were just the champions down into number one contenders roles rather than rotating a new crop of people up. Yeah. And actually, because the people who were already champions and already doing stuff probably could go down for like two months just having cool matches and talking about the title but it doesn't need to be like immediately this week Adam Cole and Ricochet talking about being number one contender again for the North American title when we've got stuff coming up next week for the North American title exactly so. yeah and actually that's a nice little segue there talking about the tag team division because Street Profits were cutting this promo out comes the European Union of Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner nine, nine, and he nine. just goes nine 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 I thought that was he was really calling cool. the emergency services <laughs> That's a joke for our British yes, uh, viewers. Uh, Doesn't really work for our American ones. Which is 999. <laughs> nice. Um, and he talks about, like, you know, the only people who really deserve an opportunity of the tag team titles are them. So stand aside. And this brings out <coughs> Lorcan and Birch, who were, they were not looking to cut a promo. They would just get it in the ring to just be like, hello. Yeah. Here's our muscle mass. Here is. Oh, I'm cross. We are so stocky, <laughs> and we are ready to have a fight with you. And Lorcan that, is jacked. Isn't he, Joe? Oops. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh terrible. That was your fault, that last yeah, one. Lucky over all the, the figurines. Um, yeah, I, I was like, this brought out the War Raiders, and they were like, you know, I've seen an awful lot of talk in this ring, mm. but no fighting. Ooh. Oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was, and they were like, you know, if it, we're right here, if you want to make a move, and the War Raiders start to storm down to the ring, but the bloody Undisputed Era attack them from behind. But even with the Undisputed Era attacking them from behind and War Raiders going into the ring at a disadvantage, they still stood they tall. They cleared house. They yeah. cleared house of everyone. Yeah, this I thought this was really cool. I like the Undisputed Era still stat. Like, it, it made sense to attack from behind, push them into the ring for the other guys to beat them down, and then walk away. It's yeah. just like, it's still just... Their character work is so good. They clearly like the NXT writing staff and those guys get who these four men are meant to be and what they're meant to be doing. And they still somehow manage to be completely over all the time, mm-hmm. in spite of being 
just like scared yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the time of everything. Yeah, like the Undisputed Era really sold this idea of just like, guys, we set this up for you and you mm. managed to balls it up. I mean, it, it, some might argue that it kind of buries the tag team division slightly because Undisputed Era just wiped them all out single-handedly. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I don't... Raiders, you mean? Sorry, what, did I say Undisputed Era? Yeah. I meant War Raiders. I think that was clear, but, you know, you're right. I was wrong. Um, and it was... Yeah, so I, I, th- I think that... It's good for them to stand tall. They are meant to be the dominant tag yep. team. And so I thought it was a really cool showing for them. And I, and I imagine we're going to head to a Four Corners tag thing for, for the number one contendership. That would be cool. Yeah, for, be the, very uh, cool. for the next I think you wanna, Yeah, you want to make the War Raiders feel a bit unassailable now because they haven't... They've not lost, have they? I don't think they've lost. I don't want to go on record and say that because I yeah. said Kofi Kingston's not been in a elimination chamber and it turns out he's been in bloody loads of them. Yeah, yeah but that's Kofi. It's different. <laughs> I feel like with the War Raiders, I think the War Raiders have a, a bit of a mystique about them as well of just being this sort of wrecking crew. Heavy machinery. Uh, but like, yeah, I think it should be who is going to be the next tag team to come in and sort of take this off them. And now either it's going to be Undisputed Era and that makes it a really big deal or is there someone new? I'd like to see it be someone new. Mm. I'd like it to be someone like a Street Profits. I'd like it to even uh, Lorcan and Birch getting another shot. Yeah. I, I think it'd be really cool to. Possibly, probably too early for Eichner and Bartel. Yeah. But of the other two, of the other teams, I would I'd go for Street Profits or um, the the Art Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, we then got a video package and a promo for Johnny Gargano, sort of like recapping him winning the NXT North American Championship and being at the Royal Rumble. Talking about like it's um, the only Johnny's pers- good weekend. Yeah, the only person who knows what's best for Johnny Gargano is Johnny Gargano. I thought this was really really cool, and he's going to be defending that title next week against the Velveteen Dream. Coming up next was a segment that you were not a fan of. <laughs> yeah, because it was Tynara Conti versus Aaliyah. Um, yeah, so there was a moment in my notes when <laughs> Tainara Conti came out, and my note just says, "Oh, Tainara Conti's still in NXT." Mm. And then seconds later, Aaliyah comes out, and I went, "Oh my god, oh my God, are you still here?" Well, they've been digging in the closet, bless her, huh? Right down the back, they found an Aaliyah, it, and it seems that Aaliyah's been in NXT for, forever. Forever, it, it feels like now she's starting to find a character. But I feel like I've said this before. It feels like mm. every time I see Aaliyah on TV, she's got a new character. But I feel like that's. But I feel like her character has always been that she wears designer clothing. And but she that's was the kind cat of the character. person for a while. She wore uh, like the cat ear things, and she was like the cat's got the cream or some nonsense. It just feels like she's always got a new character every mm. time she comes out. I love this as well because they were like, "That's her." Like I've seen for a while, she's been doing sort of the designer clothes thing, and they were saying like Donatella Versace made her outfit mm. and she's on the she's on the the top of the ropes doing this and there's like frayed hems <laughs> on all on all this clothing i was like donatella versace is not gonna be happy and then the ref kicks the jacket out of the ring i was like mate mate he needs i've to- seen the assassination of gianni versace and she is not someone you want to get on the wrong side of mate, donatella versace needs to be just focused on building machines is what he's good at <laughs> um yeah i Kate, I love this as well. Tanyara Conti makes her entrance. She's got like her black belt mm. for for you know, judo or whatever it is, taekwondo, whatever. Judoka. Yeah, it's, uh, whatever. It's just I, judo, mate. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not going to claim I know what it is. She's from Brazil. I know this much. And she takes off her black belt, which I I gather is impressive mm. um, because I've heard that before. And she like shows it to the ring announcer, and the ring announcer almost does like an Alan Partridge shrug and be like. <laughs> whatever <laughs> really made me sure laugh. yeah 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 it, it really felt like cool mm-hmm. who are you again 
I feel like there must be quite a few black belts in WWE. Yeah. Like some somewhere in there. Well, here's in the, the mix, there's got to be a few. The other side of this as well is that I'm sure being a black belt in something is cool. And yeah. I'm not. I'm. I think if anyone is a black belt in something, they could easily kick my ass because I'm. Oh. I'm, I'm not a black belt in anything. No, I'm a black belt in podcasting. That's about. I'm a black belt, like, brown shoes kind of guy. That's yeah, I, I, I can't do anything of this sort of nature. But you know, Bruce Pritchard's also a black belt, and he doesn't look that cool. Mm. Like you know what I mean? I think that's the thing is there's a lot of other nicer belts going around in WWE. So yeah. coming in and showing your sort of plain cloth belt. It's uh, not as impressive as coming in, having the UK title hanging out your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But basically, the story of this match was that Vanessa Bourne also, talk about somebody who's been in NXT forever, Vanessa Bourne Mm. comes out of nowhere, and she trips Conti on the outside. Aaliyah locks in a submission, and and she wins. Total alienation. Total, is that what the move's called? I believe so. That's a great name. It is a good name. It is a good name. Uh, She gets something, at the very least. Uh, So she locks in her wacky submission, and she gets the win. And they were kind of setting up this story that Aaliyah and Bourne are now in cahoots. They're a they're a unit. They are a team. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's fair enough. They were then to make look like complete and utter jokes because Baszler and the Horsewomen run down and beat the crap out of them and yep. leave them both leave everyone laying. And I'm like, well, this tag team has got off to a hot start. Oh yeah. You've been beaten up by Shafir and Duke, who have yet to get a win. True. Uh, and I think that's... But this is obviously like a minor bit of setup for the purposes of having a few qualifying matches to be like, well, you're going to be the tag team we put forward for whenever there is a wider women's tag team championship tournament or something, you know. If there is. We one, are yeah. padding this roster with rando tag teams now we're gonna dig up any woman that we can find who's been in nxt <laughs> go through the whole yeah. closet like and who I knows what they'll find yeah that's that's gonna be it like Aaliyah just come out mothballs all over her it's like shake her <laughs> off in, in the ring you go like it will just be that with some other team now so then they've got a few teams to have a little televised tournament give duke and shafir some people to go in the ring against and then they'll be against the Sky Pirates, no doubt, for yep. the opportunity to face whoever for the women's tag belts at yes. some point. Well, I'd like to think so anyway. Yeah. But I yeah. think this is just future planning that we had to watch. Yes. <laughs> so it basically comes down and the three of them beat up um, uh, the other three women in the ring. They show off their new, I guess is their new tag team finisher, which I'll be honest, looks a bit rubbish. It's, it's slow and the kick is not hard enough. Yeah, it looked a bit... Crap. I mean, I, I don't I, mind. I, I, look, I get it's developmental, and not everything yeah. is going to look great. But this looked a bit crap. But I think like it's weird to do the fireman's carry and then flip them over, and then have them land on their feet perfectly comfortably, and then kick them. It's yeah. Like, what's the flip for? Right. I, I. This is the same issue I had. This is on the Patreon podcast when we review Elimination Chamber. Kofi's boom drop is the dumbest move I've ever seen mm. because he runs against the ropes, runs up to his opponent and stops. Yeah. And then claps and drops his legs. Like, well, you may as well have just stood still, mate, because you've just stopped all momentum. No, because what he was doing was he was warming his legs up <laughs> for the jump. It Otherwise, he would, he, would never, he would never get the height required to land the boom drop it's properly. The dumbest move. Yeah, so I thought this, mo- like, this move would be way cooler. One, if Jessamine Duke actually just kick them like just hard like do a Matt Riddle just kick them yep and also I think if Shafir did something more like you know um, how Bailey and Sasha have been doing the backstabber Bailey to Bailey combination which Mm -hmm. doesn't really work but if you did that 
and they pop up and they just eat a kick in the face. Yep. I'm into that. Because Absolutely. the backstabber one is a bit clunky because it's like, pop up, hug, this move. And the baby to belly is, honest to God, the worst finisher of all time. But <laughs> popping them up into a kick of any description would be pretty cool. Yeah. And just do something like um, the high-low. Like, yeah. That's a very simple martial arts-based seeming finishing move that yeah. tag teams can do. Do that. Absolutely. Don't overcomplicate things with being like, I'll pick them up and then I'll put them down and now you're allowed to kick them while they are confused, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's like on the, the old WWE games when you could create a finisher <coughs> and uh, you hear those stories about people who would just like pick them up, put them down, pick them up, put them down, yeah. pick them up, put them down because you've got like 20 spots that you can you use. You just link it forever. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, uh, but it basically cuts a promo because uh, they, they lay out Conti and says that uh, t- telling people not to get in their way or piss them off. Good promo from Baszler. She is the star of the group, so it's fine that she's the one that looks the best. And she's got like this cool slam that she does now. Yeah, it was that was the cool thing. Like as soon as she took over the actual beatdown, it was like, oh, this is someone oh, who knows yeah. what. Like, this is someone who doesn't care about it. Like yeah. being safe. Like she, she was being safe, but yep. she just was practiced enough to just sort of run full pelt at someone in the corner and be like, here's my knee. <laughs> She's I present awesome. you my knee. She's so good. She's really good. Uh, Velvet Dream uh, also got a video package and promo uh, based around Worlds Collide, uh, showing his journey through winning Worlds Collide and getting that North American Championship shot next week. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we got our main event segment of the evening, which was Ricochet versus Adam Cole, a rematch from Brooklyn last year. And this was, here's a shocker, very very good this was excellent excellent tv wrestling all built around cole working over the leg because ricochet got it caught in the ropes very early on in the match Mm -hmm. in the corner and cole was just like cool i've now got something i want to target yeah it was it was really clever and it was really good yeah there, there were so many good bits of just like every time ricochet started fighting back cole would just kick the leg out from underneath him and Ricochet selling so good. Man, I was so... Like, he would do things like just... He would go to do his usual spots like he was almost in autopilot, like a big mm. roll-through thing, forgetting that his leg was hurt, and then would just buckle under the weight of the yeah. leg or something like that. So I he did these, would... like, Northern Lights roll-through yeah. trying to do the suplex, and the, the suplex, suplex. And was like... And fell down. Like, yeah. there was quite a few bits where he tried to, like, go for, like... Is it... He's calling... He does, like, a Mishinoku driver, isn't mm. it? And he's calling... The Cradle Shock. Yeah, it's basically the cradle shock. Yeah, the ver- he's got, it was called Vertigo or something. Was it in this? But yeah. he's going for that, and his knee gave out. And then a few other bits where, like, he does. We've all seen him do it before, but like the springboard, the one-legged springboard, yes, splash, all that kind of stuff. And he did that to Cole's legs as well. Mm. And I thought Nigel covered for that really well because it was excellent selling by. Um, ricochet in that he wants to do this big springboard but his leg gives out so he doesn't get the full distance it doesn't really get a lot of height and it almost like just falls into the leg and that could have looked rubbish I mean it, would, it looked great because it felt real and it felt authentic mm-hmm. but you've also got that coupled with Nigel's brilliant commentary when he's like well, he hasn't got the leg like he didn't get he didn't hit it where he intended to hit it yeah. because he's his leg is hurt I thought Nigel was great on the commentary I'm a big yeah. big fan of Nigel McGuinness is fantastic they also really... they did a yay boo spot with kicks <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. let's, do a, let's do various flipping kicks as a yay boo spot <laughs> loved it um, and they got a really great near fall off a super kick from, from Adam Cole to, to end that off uh, but eventually Ricochet hits a Frankensteiner and an axe kick um, does his roll through deadlift cradle shock uh, got the win tremendous match yeah, loved it. Really, really, really good. Really, really great professional wrestling. Um, and then after the match, the uh, the UE. I kept doing this when I was writing the my UE. notes earlier because I was talking the about UE like, boom. 
because I kept talking about like undisputed era, but just writing UE. Mm. But when I was talking about the European Union, I'm writing EU. And I looked at <laughs> my notes like, this ca- I can't do I this. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm going to confuse myself here if I keep this up. Um, oh, oh. But they run down after the match and they beat up Ricochet. And then Alistair Black comes down to make the save, but they lay him out as well. Mm-hmm. And the Undisputed Era stand tall. Uh, and you got, um, I believe it was Mauro Ronaldo saying they may not be dripping in gold, but they're dripping in attitude. Mm. Good stuff. Good edition of NXT. Enjoyed yeah, this really, week. really liked it, apart from that one match that just didn't really do anything. But I think the rest of it was very, very smart. Good booking. Excited to see what happens next week. Yes, very which excited all, to see what happens next week. Which is all you could really want from a show, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. A thumbs-up show all round. Uh, i got this email here from Russell, who says, Good evening, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. Brackets, but most definitely not Randy, Randy Datsun. Never Randall K. Datsun. So this is a correspondence slash Rusev Hay. Um, and he writes, I was watching German television at the weekend and was a bit taken aback when I saw an advert for this coming Sunday's pay-per-view. Instead of advertising Elimination Chamber, the show was titled No Escape Instead. It didn't take long for me to figure out why it might be promoted slightly differently in Germany. Mm. Mm. I also have a Rusev hey that might uh, that you might enjoy. Back in 2015, I was given free tickets to a TNA show at the Hydro in Glasgow. Not being a massive fan, the gratis nature of the bit of the briefs was that I, uh, was the only reason I was there. Sorry, I read that sentence terribly. I was so you fascinated by doing uh, Glasgow in such an accent. <laughs> uh, the night before the event, I was having a few beers in Finiston. I'm going to guess that is Finiston, uh, the area of Glasgow nearest the venue. Uh, he went there after work, and who should walk into uh, Lebowski's but one of the only TNA wrestlers I was even remotely interested in seeing the next night, Samoa Joe. Whoa. He was in there with another big lad who I didn't recognize, and a skinny wee lad who must have worked backstage. Could have been Spud. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Around that time, it could have been Spud. Uh, Lebowski's is pretty famous in Glasgow for the rather large menu of white Russian cocktails. No, seriously, there's about 25 of them on it. Hence the name Lebowski? I guess, yes, it would make, because that was his drink of choice. That was his drink of choice. I, um, I've only had a white Russian once, and that was when I went to a, uh, a Ghostbusters immersive screening. Yep. It was Secret Cinema before they were Secret Cinema, when they were f- um, Future Cinema, I think they were called. Yep. Um, and they did a, an interactive screening of Ghostbusters, which for my money is the best thing they've ever done. I know they've gone like big and grand with The Empire Strikes right. Back and this, that, and the other. But that Ghostbusters screening. So, sorry, why were they doing White Russians at this event? Because that, that was the Stay Puff. Oh drink, my God, it's, it's ectoplasm. It, and it was uh, the Stay Puff drink. It's oh, okay. white. Fine, sure. Yes. And it was actually delightful. I really like a White Russian. Uh, bold move. I, um, I think we should change brunch options from mimosas and Bloody Marys to Bloody Marys and White Russians. Because <laughs> it is a fantastic breakfast drink. Mm. Breakfast I, uh, being one of the only times in a day that I would probably just drink milk. Yeah. There's a, Milk plus vodka I'm gonna do, and a bit of Kahlua. I'm in. I'm going to do a bit of um, Googling live on air because there was a cocktail that I had while I was out in Canada. Mm. I was trying to remember what it was called, and it's called a Caesar cocktail. It's the Canadian Bloody Mary. So it's a mashed up chicken Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Blended up, and you have it like a sort of uh, juice cleanse. 
And it, uh, it, uh, this, uh, from, this, this from the uh, ecenglish.com. Uh, it typically <clears throat> contains vodka, clamato, a, a blend of tomato juice and clam broth, Ugh. hot sauce, and Worcestershire sauce. Ugh. And it is served with ice in a large celery or salt-rimmed glass, typically garnished with a stalk of celery and a wedge of lime. Got to be honest, it was delightful. Mm, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, it is basically a Bloody Mary, apart from the clamato. Like, yes. Yeah, that's the only... Oh, man. Demi Clamato, I'll have a bit Dem- of that. <laughs> yeah, give me some Demi. <laughs> Little drop of Demi in my drink, thank you. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I can get on board with just like it's just it's just rando fish juice in your drink. I'm sorry, like. <laughs> Do you mind that? <laughs> yeah. Like it just a little it, drop of rando fish juice. No, thank you. Sounds like the flaming Homer. It fell yeah. in by accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the email. Uh, my friends and I bought witness to Mr. Joe demolish what must have been 17 or 18 of the white Russian concoctions. Before he left, I shook his hand, told him I was a fan, and congratulated him on what I had just witnessed. He then joked that he doesn't see the word menu, but instead reads it as challenge. <laughs> That's great. Uh, as an aside, Jeremy Borash, you might have been the skinny lad you saw. As an aside, Jeremy Borash was in the same pub the whole time with who I assumed was his wife, but neither party acknowledged the other despite both being there for hours. Weird. On the night of the show, I got a picture with Dixie Carter, brackets for some reason. I can tell you a reason why. It's because she just walks the floor looking for people to take pictures with her. <laughs> I had my picture taken with Dixie Carter at a TNA show. That one I was talking about earlier with the Wimpy. Um, uh, she was very nice. The Wimpy and- was more exciting. <laughs> Uh, actually, in all fairness to Dixie Carter, I buried her a little bit there, but she was bloody lovely. And I really enjoyed our interaction with her. I was a massive TNA mark at the time, so I was just like so into the idea of meeting Dixie Carter. Ah, she was one of the first people I ever followed on Twitter oh. when I joined in, to, I think I joined in 2007. Um, yeah, she was one of the first people I followed on Twitter. It was her, Kevin Smith, and Yahtzee Croshaw, uh, the guy who does zero punctuation. Yeah, yeah. But that's a very slice of its time set of followings there. Isn't it just? Although I was watching Zero Punctuation before we recorded this. Because I still watch his videos. He's great. He is awesome. Um, anyway, uh, on the night I got a picture with Dixie Carter, who was very nice and complimented me on my tartan scarf. A scarf that I n- either drunkenly left on my chair when I left, or that she surreptitiously stole while I was at the bar. Here is said picture. I did try sneak one with Joe uh, out and about because, well... Why would I when I value my health? And there is a picture of our friend Russell with Dixie Carter and said scarf. That's a great scarf. It is a nice scarf. I would have nabbed that. Yeah. Dixie Carter looks exactly the same there as she did when I had my picture taken with her in, I believe, 2008. She's timeless. She is timeless. Uh, Keep up the consistent consistency from your Scottish pal, Russell. Thank you very much for the email, Russell. Thanks, Russell. Great, great Rusev. Hey. Um, Got a couple of other uh, bits of general... Bobs and about. Yep, uh, we were talking that's about not some, a phrase. It, it could be. Um, <laughs> Keep working it. Fetch won't catch on, Luke. <laughs> Stop making fetch happen. But we do actually have to get out of here, unfortunately, because uh, we've got to record our Elimination Chamber predictions mm-hmm. because those are happening... Uh, it's happening this Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. So we've got to do Spoiler our... Spoiler alert. I'm just going to pick that all the champions retain. I think I'm more or less going the same route, yeah. to be honest. I think they're on the side of course. Nothing I guess. will happen. Hey, you never know. Ruby Riot might pull it out the bag and she, get a win. No. <laughs> get out. <laughs> she may do she it. She might do. Yeah. Ronda Rousey slips on some mustard. <laughs> and the match is over. Uh, but before we get out of here, we've got a joke here. This one comes in from Mark. Uh, I heard this joke today and I thought it might be dumb enough to get a reaction. Uh, what is Jesus wearing t shirts? Uh, <clears throat> What is Jesus wearing jeans and a t-shirt doing all day? 
Blessing in disguise. Good one, Mark. Uh, yeah, good one, Mark. Connor also <laughs> sent it in this joke, but I believe I think the question is wrong. Right. I think the setup is wrong. You the punchline. Messed the feed line up. Well, I, yeah, I think the feed line is wrong. So I'm gonna I'm gonna amend the feed line. Okay. Um. So why did the baker ask to borrow some money? I don't know. Because he needs the dough. Uh, needs the dough. Uh, like needing dough. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I saw the spelling in my head. Yes. Uh, only Connor put it as why did the farmer ask for money? Mm. I don't think farmers are famous for kneading dough. No. No. Because he mm. squeezes the milk out of a cow. Was that a dairy maid does that? I don't know. That's Scooby-Doo, mate. No. Anyway, uh, we need to get out of here uh, because we've got to record some yeah. other prediction stuff. We've got to record more content more for you things. fine people. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Do become one of our pledge hammers over on Patreon because you get to be part of Wrestle League where dun, you can compete against us dun, dun, in predictions. Dun, 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 Who knows the most? Dun, 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 you could be one of those people dun, dun, that knows dun, the most. Um, I'm going to apologise for Laurie Blake singing the Thunderbirds. <laughs> I was trying to make it epic. We can't, well, it's fine, but there's also music playing underneath this part yeah. of the podcast. There's going to be people listening to music, listening to me talking, and listening to you doing yeah, other music. Fine. I'm sure it's going to sound great. It'll be great. We are all about the good content. Yeah, I could do it louder. I was doing it quiet. I was doing like a, a low background for you. I think low key. Not the wrestler. Low key. <laughs> you and I make the best content here when it comes to the podcast. <laughs> I just, I just think it might be the case. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you know. Anyway, uh, Ollie will be back on the next podcast. But then on uh, the Saturday podcast, the magazine show, it's going to be me and Laurie again doing more great content. Because what? Ollie, is, uh, he's at VidCon, meeting all of his favorite influencers. Um, I have not been told about this. That he's going to VidCon. Well, I've been told about that. I wasn't told I was doing the Saturday show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Guess what we're doing tomorrow. Yeah, all we're, right. Well, uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, we're doing the magazine sure. show tomorrow because Ollie's not here. Because uh, he's a VidCon meeting. Oh, this shows my age now because I can't even think of a single person who's on YouTube. Rhett and Link. Is that the one that Datsun watches? Yeah. Tech Good writers? Mythical Morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zoella. Does she still do YouTube? Yeah. Does she? Yeah. I just thought she'd be growing out of it P- by now. PewDiePie? Yeah, he's a one. Dan TDM. No, yeah, bless you. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, I think Jim Sterling's there. He's one I watch. Uh, I'm sure he's going to meet all of them. Poppy, was that she one? She was Oh, born. the one who's part of the Illuminati? Yeah, Illuminati Poppy. Yeah, her as well. She um, was one. Anyway, so we'll see you next time. Take care. Love you. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.